0: Good morning, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, July the sixth. Wherever you are, uh, and and whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace, and God's joy, and God's uh, presence, fully with you. I hope you had a wonderful uh, July Fourth weekend. I did not have a podcast yesterday. Monday, it was just one of those. We had a long weekend around our family and uh, had a marvelous time. Um, all our family was together with some some uh, friends of theirs and, uh, and my brother and sister-in-law and their family, of course, uh, were in town and you heard from them on Friday. It was just Uh, a madhouse uh, in the best sense of that word uh, around our place this weekend. And so it was just so good to be with them. I hope you had a wonderful weekend as well. So we're still in Matthew 9. If uh, memory serves, that's where we started back uh, on Friday. And we are toward the end of chapter 9 today. So what we're going to look at is Matthew 9 verses 32 to 38 uh, and uh, break open God's word. So let's do that together, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. A demoniac who could not speak was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the mute man spoke. The crowds were amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He drives out demons by the prince of demons. Jesus went around to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness. At the sight of the crowds, his heart was moved with pity for them, because they were troubled and abandoned, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Kind of two different things in this gospel, right? We deal with the demoniac first who uh, has the the demon driven out. He was mute and he could speak. And then we deal with uh, Jesus went about in the towns and villages, uh, in their synagogues, uh, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. And uh, and so let's talk about the first. Uh, so two points. One, we'll deal with, with both aspects of this gospel today. I want to tell a story. Now this was, gosh, 15, 17 years ago. So let's say when I was about 40 years old. A good friend of mine. Um said to me, you know, Joe, uh, an area of growth for you is you have to learn um, to make decisions. And uh, I'll be honest, that kind of annoyed me when he said that to me. So I sat there and I thought, here I am. I'm 40-ish years old. I have five children. I'm in a career uh, in a ministry, uh, actively choosing that. Uh, I've chosen where to live. I've chosen, you know, the person I want to spend the rest of my life. Who, who, are, what are you talking about? You know that 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 I I can't make decisions. So once I got past my ego, I I went to him. I said, "Help me understand that comment." Um, and I, of course. That's not what he was saying at all is, you know, the the decisions you made are for crap. What what are you doing? (laughs) What he was saying is, um, you need more in, in a, a, a group of people, Joe, to be able to find your voice and, and to, to put it into effect. And he said also at the same time, he said, and when I'm in a group of people, I'm meaning himself, when I'm in a group of people. I have to learn to uh be quiet and, and not do it. His natural tendency is to control a conversation and to steer it and make it go where he wants it to go. And my natural tendency is to allow others to take it where they want to go and and be fine with that. And both of those are our natural tendencies and both have gifts there. But he said both of us need to work because we're coming from opposite ends of the spectrum and meet in that middle place. I think that there was so much wisdom in there. I've never forgotten that because uh, he really, it was a wonderful challenge, but a a good one for me. And, uh, and, and in the meantime, of course, watching him, you know, on his decision and, and, and what he has to work on too. My point here is, is we're talking about a demoniac, a man who was mute and a man who had to find his voice too. Right. And I think that's, that's the journey of all of us. Um, And that journey is to find that middle spot. I was talking with my daughter yesterday and uh, sitting around the table and she was saying how she, in the the act of finding her voice, is now finding sometimes um, how do you control that Uh, because I want to say certain things in finding that strength and finding that courage to find my voice. Sometimes I can go over and I can be not assertive, but I can be aggressive, and and I can find myself being angry and wanting to say this to people. And of course, that may, if if we go in that direction, that may come from Beelzebul. You know what uh, what the Pharisees are saying. He drives out demons by the prince of demons. You know that that we can find it too much and be overly aggressive and be on that side of it, and uh, and that is not healthy and holy. But yet to to simply allow ourselves to be milk toast or a doormat, uh, uh, from another person in the conversation yesterday, you know, that that's not healthy either, that, that we can't allow ourselves to be doormats and, and be walked on because that is not treating us well. And that is not treating other people who treat us that way. Well, we're enabling them. Neither is okay there. How do we meet in that middle? How do we find our voice? We who have been mute How do we learn to find it and say, listen, this is who I am and this is what I believe. And knowing that there will be kickback to those times, uh, knowing that there will be um, people that perhaps say, "Mm, I don't like that voice. I liked it before when you didn't say anything. I could do whatever I wanted. You know, I, I liked it before when you were a doormat, when you were mute, but now you've got these opinions, now you've got these ideas, now you've got these visions, and you're sharing them with me, and all of a sudden, I have to give up things that I don't want to give up, and they may walk away, and they may be hurtful for us, and we may be think, am I speaking, you know, from the prince of demons here? And, and there's, there's that middle ground that we have to look at and say, okay, Lord, how do you use my voice? How do I find it? How do I share who I am in the world, right? Uh, and how, my, how you made me in my unique nature. Uh, and and uh, to use a common colloquialism, you know, to share my truth as best I understand you, Lord, as best I understand me and, and, and contribute to the conversation, not overrunning, not overriding, not aggressively, not in a way that distances or pushes away. But in a way that says, here's who I am, and I want to contribute to this too. To not do it is is to be too far on the on the milk toast. I'm going to be a doormat side. That's not okay. To overdo it is to is to push our own agenda and take away the free will of others. God gave us all free will. And for us to take that away, ah, that's that's Prince of Demon stuff, guys. We got to allow people their their free will too. But to find that middle ground and to be able to say this, this is how I'm sharing into this. That again, that can be a journey of a lifetime. Uh, and and to watch um, Bridget, uh, you know, in that conversation, and Sarah in the midst of that conversation share their journey on that, and and sharing my own here with this gentleman um, who challenged me in that. That's all. And 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 listen, it's only. It's only God, I think it's only in God fully that we find our voice because it's only in God that we live and move and have our being, right? And, uh, and so to know ourselves at the deepest level is to know that we are God's children, that we are God's beloved, that we are God's creation. And I think we can only, in, in knowing that, accepting that, embracing that, see fully who we are and then share that uniqueness, share that love, share that goodness uh, with the other and finding that balance finding that balance. Second part, you know, Jesus goes around proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. What does that look like? It looks like curing every disease and illness. Now, think of, you know, and I don't just think of, oh, you know, I'm going to go up and touch this person with polio and they're going to be cured. Um, dis-ease. Uh, if you've ever seen the word disease, I mean, just break it apart. Anybody who is not at ease. Um, and those people are all around us, Right. Uh, and, and helping to heal those people who are not at ease. How, how do we bring them uh, more wholeness? So they are not at dis-ease, but they are more eased um, and, uh, and illness at the sight of the crowd. So Jesus, again, he was able to look around and see what was going on, not just see people, but see them in their fullness with what their needs were and his heart was moved with pity with them and he reached out to them. Do you and I, again, a good I think there I think there are people we, we naturally see. I, I really do. I think that's human nature. But I think there are people naturally that are in our blind spots. How can we just ponder and say, who the, who are those in our lives that that we see? And and praise God and how can I help reach out and proclaim the kingdom to them and help them with their dis-ease? And they, me, by the way, right? Right? This is not I'm superhero coming to them. How do we in our, in our, uh, um, be companions, if I can use that word, uh, companion in the sense of breaking bread together. That's what Kampanus, that's what that means. Um, how do we walk with one another? But how, who are those people I don't see? And, and, and is my heart moved with pity? Can it be moved with pity? Um, can I open myself to say? Hey, you, you, you. I am whether I see you or not. I mean, I have to start, of course, there, but but whether I have seen you or not, whether whether you are with me or against me, how do I, how do I allow myself to be moved with pity and to to work with you? You know, this idea of the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. Gosh, we live in farmland here, you know, and uh, and you 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 go by fields that sometimes you just see are, are not doing well or, or even, you know, just as bad, if not worse, they are fully, you know, they, 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 they come to full fruition and they've got the, their fruit on the, on the stalk or on the vine, but there's no one to labor and harvest that. And it just goes bad. And there's food that can feed people, uh, but it sits there and it rots because there aren't people that can harvest that. Brothers and sisters, our our world is filled with people who um, can use the fruit that you and I have. Not, not that we have it and they don't, we're better. And that's not it at all. It's all God's grace. Remember that. It's all God's grace. And if we are are, are in a spot where that salve, that salvation, that that love of God, that that understanding, that love affair is present in us, brothers and sisters. Where we are today, we don't have to be in a ministry "quote unquote" position. We are all ministers. I go back to what Mike said last Friday, right? We're all ministers, right? Where we are, some of us may work at Wells Fargo, as he said. Some of us may work, you know, at, uh, uh, you know, uh, in a school. Some of us may work um, at at a at a grocery store. We're all ministers. And how do we use that place where God has put us right now to be able to harvest, to be able to share what we know? And I think part of that goes back to the earlier part, doesn't it? can't do it if we're mute. We can't do it if we're taking away somebody's free will and we're controlling. We can only do it in sharing who we are and what we are, and it's being vulnerable. And knowing some people may laugh at that, some people may reject it, some people may walk away. All those things happened to Jesus, didn't they? But how do we be vulnerable, share our voice, and let it sit there? I think that's all part of the harvest. We minister where we are right now, today, proclaiming the kingdom by curing every dis-ease. We're right there. uh, But do we see the people? Do we see them? And do we have the voice um, in that measured way uh, to bring that to them. That's our pondering for today. Let's pray. We're back in the joyful mysteries. Uh, missed yesterday, so we're on the second one. So let's uh, begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Tuesday. And I look forward to us uh, coming back together again this week and breaking open more of God's word. God's peace.